Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 54, so we'll start with our news segment. Maddie, what is our first story? Okay, so our first story is coming from Laura English from Music Feeds, and it reads, Ticketek are now offering afterpay on concert tickets and, dear God, our wallets. So the article follows on by saying, Ticketek are upping the ante and then giving the people what they want afterpay for concert tickets. Ticketek will be the first ticketing platform on the globe to introduce their platform to a buy now, pay later service. Live entertainment company and Ticketek's parent company, TEG, confirmed the news today. They'll be integrating afterpay into their website and their apps over the coming months, which means that when live music eventually comes back to us, we'll also have the chance to pay off our tickets over four fortnights. The dream. So TEG and Ticketek CEO Jeff Jones said, as we work on plans for the safe return of live entertainment in Australia, one of the best things we can offer fans is greater choice in how they secure tickets to future events. Ticketek with Afterpay does just that, and we are thrilled to have partnered with Afterpay to offer this world first to Ticketek fans. Now more than ever, fans need payment choice. Our integration with Afterpay will give fans greater flexibility in how they pay for tickets while further enhancing the customer experience through frictionless payments technology. End quote. So Afterpay's CEO, Anthony Eisen, says our research shows that that only 41% of millennials use a credit card and reports show that this is even less for Gen Z, which is driving the desire to offer Afterpay solution for tickets, helping fans to budget and pay responsibly. We expect good take up from fans once big shows and events go back on sale. End quote. Now all we need is for the pandemic to go away and give us our bands back. So that's the article. <laughs> I am super, super stoked that this is happening because we all know, like, so many popular artists, like, concert, like t- concert tickets for them, it, like, can be through the roof depending on, like, seating arrangements and all the rest of it. So this is going to be such a great way, I think, for concerts to be, like, a little bit more accessible to people um, for like a wider range of people because sometimes not everyone has like you know 500 bucks bucks to just like whip out and go yeah just like chuck that on a concert but um yeah so it should be it should be really good I'm, I'm happy with this news yeah I, I completely agree with you I think it's pretty cool that now is the time that they've and I think it's probably a good marketing push for them as well because um, yeah, like right now they've sort of announced the fact that Afterpay is coming and I think it's honestly such a great choice and personally I've never used Afterpay before but when it comes to concerts that might change. I was just going to say that like <laughs> I've never even considered getting it but now I'm like hmm, might be a little bit yeah. tempted to now <laughs> so I guess that's good on like in a marketing perspective for Afterpay too like they'll probably get a lot more customers I think (laughs) enticed into using it (laughs) but yeah that is my first story for this week Vivian what have you got for us so my story this week is coming from music feeds written by Laura English and it says here are Australia's most streamed songs throughout lockdown so earlier this month, your pals at Tixel announced a new site you could use to work out what your top three songs were during lockdown. Now they've spilled the tea on what we as a nation are frothing the most and okay. Australia's top three lockdown songs are 
The Scots with The Scots, Baby with Rockstar, and the 1975's If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know. Which is fair, all brilliant new jams in their own right. But it turns out we're also having a 2012 throwback moment with Frank Ocean's Lost being our most played song that wasn't released in the last five years. It came in at number eight in our most played and honestly fair, we're all a little lost right now. Doja Cat took out the top position for most listened to female while Drake was the top male artist. So the article will be linked in the description and there's this really cool graphic that sort of lays out um, all of Australia's top stuff from lockdown so you guys can just check it out there. But those are the main top uh, stats, which I think is really interesting. Um, I actually haven't heard the baby even though i've heard of i've heard of him i haven't heard like his music so yes yeah, i'm a little bit like oh this is the most second most streamed song and i haven't heard it before <laughs> um but with the scots that's like the new like travis scott kid cuddy like collaboration thing and that's definitely not my style but it's i'm actually kind of surprised that the 1975 is up there um i don't i don't know why like i love that song and i think it's a great song from their new album but I'm kind of like huh I didn't realize it had that much sort of attention but yeah same cool. I mean like I'm glad that you know what was going on with the Scott scene because I had never heard of that or the baby before <laughs> I was just like when you said 1975 I was like okay I finally know what's going on now but um <laughs> yeah yeah like I think the like when that song was released from them probably helps a lot with the fact that it was like mm. streamed a lot but Doja Cat does not surprise me at all. No. And neither does Drake, to be fairly honest with you. Like, no, definitely, it, it doesn't either for me. I definitely would have um, expected them to be up there. But, yeah, that's such a – that's so cool to see, like, what everyone's listening to while we're, like, stuck at home. Yeah, I love it. And um, I just love the fact that they've also mentioned that um, we listen to a Frank Ocean song from 2012 a lot. And the fact that it's called Lost, it's just like, oh. It's like we're all collectively sort of thinking the same thing. Really hits home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that was my news story for this week. Maddie, what is our third news story? Okay, so our third news story for this week is, again, coming from Music Feeds, written by Alex Gallagher, and it says, Lord provides update on new music. The work is so good. So... Lord has given an update on her long-awaited third album, the follow-up to 2017's Melodrama. In a newsletter shared with fans this morning, the musician revealed she's teamed up once again with Melodrama collaborator Jack Antonoff for the record. The newsletter marked the first update she's given fans on the album since she announced she'd be delaying the album's release after the singer's dog Pearl died at the end of 2019. Quote, I started going back to the studio again in December just for something to do, and to my surprise, good things came out, Lord writes in the letter. Happy, playful things, she adds, saying that she's recorded with Antonoff in Auckland and Los Angeles. It flowed, a thing started to take shape, and then, of course, the world shut down. We're still working away, Jack and I FaceTimed for over an hour this morning going over everything, but it'll take a while longer. The singer went on to say she understands fans' eagerness to hear new music, but explained the importance of putting the time in to create quality work. Quote, As I get older, I realise there's something to be said for the pleasant feeling of waiting for something of quality to become available to you. You could have you could have something of lesser quality much faster, but as the high-quality thing comes into fruition, a warm feeling grows inside you. Do you know what I mean? 
So if you can, I'd like for you to try tuning into the time spent waiting for something of the highest quality to arrive. Enjoy the sensation as it builds. When the moment comes, our wave will crest super high. Though we'll have to wait a little longer to hear it, Lord went on to say there's reason to get excited, saying the work is so good, my friend. I'm truly jazzed for you to hear it. So there you go. New music from Lord is coming soon, but um, don't hold out. Hold on like too closely yet because it's probably not anytime soon that it's going to come out, but it's all good, guys. Yeah, I I think it's probably not going to realistically come until maybe like, like, mid next year because that's sort of like summer um in the northern hemisphere and that's sort of when i guess it makes more sense unless unless um it might sort of head towards the end of next year but i am so excited i because yeah i'm signed up to like her um her email newsletter and that came through and i think the like subject was like hello you and i was like who is this (laughs) what random marketing team is this (laughs) I know, and then it, it was like from Lord, and I. It was such a, it, yeah. Her emails are always, always feel really personal because it is like she's writing a letter, so it was really cool. She also had like photos of like her time during lockdown, and she's grown her hair long, her classic curls again. So I'm just so excited for this album. I love Lord. Um, her second album, Melodrama, is still I think just one of my favorite albums of all time. So I'm just so excited. I've seen so many people on the internet going like, we need Lord to come back to save us from this lockdown <laughs> and like all of this stuff about Lord. And honestly, like I don't blame them because I am, I'm not like a huge Lord stan, but I definitely enjoy her music and what she's able to create. So I reckon giving her the time to be able to do that is going to be good because I think when she puts her mind to it, she creates such amazing stuff. So I'm keen to hear what she's got. Um, so, yeah, just excited that new music from Lord is coming out. But um, that's all from our news segment of the podcast this week. So as we do every week, we encourage you to pause the podcast here, go down to the description where you can find our Spotify and YouTube playlists. There you'll find all of the songs that we're going to chat about this week um, so you don't get lost when we talk about them. There's like a weird little thing that we're really that we really really like um you need to listen to the song first so you know what we're talking about so please do that and then tune right back in so we can have a chat about our song so we'll start with song of the week vivian so my song of the week this week is wasted on you by evanescence and guys i can't tell you how happy i am that evanescence is back um for people who know me well they were like a, a, a band that really formed, I guess, my music taste early on. Their 2003 album, Fallen. I listened to that album when I was a kid, like, on repeat. I actually had, like, a little cassette. And um, every time I drove in the car with my dad, I'd force him to play it because he only had, like, a cassette in his car. <laughs> so I would always play it and he'd just be like, oh, this again. But I love Evanescence. And this is their first original song in nine years so been a long time um because back in 2017 they actually did like an orchestral album of their old stuff so it's cool that they've come back with new original music and i have to say i'm such a fan i think with this song it's 
very timely for what's happening right now. And uh, in an interview, they sort of said that was the purpose. They weren't going to release this as the first single from their next album, but then they everything sort of went into lockdown and they were like, actually, you know, this might <laughs> be fitting as the first single. And it's very, I think the thing is with Evanescence is they sort of play a lot on this um, operatic, orchestral, sort of dramatic, cinematic um, genre in rock music. And this song really does fit within that. It is, it sort of starts very sort of soft with the first chorus, very toned down. But then by the time the second chorus hits in, the dramatic overdriven guitars come in and it's just so epic and I think that's something they've always succeeded at especially because um Amy Lee the lead singer she has an incredible voice and I think she's always had probably one of the best female voices in rock music still to this day and she does sort of play on that sort of epic Um, cinematic feel that they go for and I'm just so excited for their new album I if it's anything like this uh, I know I'm gonna love it yeah I think um the way that she's able to like manipulate her voice to like all of these different because the thing that I quite liked about this was how dramatic the like it turns into that really really hard electric sound like in the chorus Mm. after this like it sort of sounded to me like it was sort of like this dreamland because these like really high there's like these bell sort of sounds like these really really soft Mm -hmm. bells and then like you can hear in the in the backing there's these like um this theme of like the arpeggios going through it which is like a rolling chord if you don't know what that means um and it was sort of yeah like the in the softer parts of the song it sort of sounds like this really ethereal dreamland thing and then it like hits so hard into the chorus with this like really really like dramatic electric guitar and you're like oh yeah this is like typical evanescent sound and like mm-hmm. i i actually didn't mind it like i don't really ever listen to evanescence and i probably won't a lot in future but i think this is definitely a a good one for me to sort of like listen to i think Yeah, and it is very, I think, um, they have sort of grown a lot um, and evolved. It's not as heavy as their earlier stuff, which I think is sort of good as, I guess, as a first single, as a taster to sort of get more people um, in. And yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just so excited for this album and I'm just so happy that they're back. (laughs) Um, but that is my song of the week this week, Wasted on You by Evanescence. Maddie, what is your song of the week? Okay. So my song of the week this week is called Can I by Kailani featuring Tori Lanes. And guys, I finally listened to the album and I am so in love with it. It is so, so good. I'm so obsessed with it. But this is probably my favorite song, or one of, because there's a few that I do like. But this is probably like one of my faves from the album. I think the thing that I like the most about it is just like the vibe that it's able to sort of like give off. It's just like, even though it is really quite repetitive, like the melody is like the same sort Mm -hmm. of phrase repeated consistently, which I can understand why some people may find that a bit annoying, but I think that's why like it's made it so catchy for me. And I've been like singing to it like 
constantly all the time. It's just like going around and around in my brain. And I don't hate it because I love the song. And like, I think one thing that I sort of noticed upon listening to it multiple times was um, there's sections in the song where like, because it has like a really, really nice beat along throughout it. But then there's this bits where it where it stops for a second and then like comes back mm. in. And I think that is really, really cool. It sort of adds like a different like a different layer, a different dimension to the song for something that isn't super like complex in its sort of like layering and stuff like that. But then also another thing that I really, really like is like Kalani's ad libs that are like at the end of the song. That bit yeah. is like so good. And I it really shows off her vocal ability because I think she has a tendency in her songs because they are all sort of like this similar like toned down R&B that isn't you know like overly dramatic it's not like she's doing like vocal gymnastics everywhere and but she is an amazing singer and I think these ad-libs at the end sort of like give you a taste of what um, like her potential in terms of like her vocal range and what she can do and I think it's really really good for her to like show that off um, but yeah I absolutely love this song and everything about it yeah it is such a great song and yeah this is another favorite of mine from the album as well um and I think what is really cool is Kehlani like she she is known for her incredible voice and she you know when she wants to she can really show that off and what I do like in this song is like you said the repetitive um sort of phrases doesn't allow her to to sort of go off I guess but it kind of shows another side to her it's kind of shows like this like rapping like yeah. side to her like she's got these really cool like metaphors in there like she I, I think you know in a way that's sort of the purpose of that sort of repetitive phrase but then yeah towards the end you hear the ad libs and you're like ah oh, that's Kayla <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure and definitely like what you just said about the um um there's there's like a lot of wordplay and um Mm -hmm. and stuff in this song which is really really cool the lyricism is really awesome that's something that I sort of picked up on um yeah definitely sort of leaned towards more of like a rap sound but it's still got that like Kehlani flavor that is like just peak her music and yeah I don't think I'll ever get sick of it so that is my song of the week this week Can I by Kehlani featuring Tori Lanes and so we'll go into Under a Rock now And my song is called Volcanic by Gordy. So um, this song here, um, I discovered it because it came up on one of my, um, I think it was like my Discover Weekly or something or like my release radar. But I'd never really listened to Gordy much. I had heard of her music. Um, She's an Australian artist, if you didn't know. And I was so glad that I stumbled upon this song because I feel like her music is something that like I didn't know that I needed in my life. And I listened to this song and I was like, Oh my God, I absolutely am in love with this. So it's, um, a latest, it's like, it's like her latest single, um, that's going to be on her forthcoming album. That's releasing, I think at the end of June. And so basically the gist of this song is it's sort of all about anxiety and, Again, the lyricism in this song, I I implore you to like look up the lyrics because it is so beautiful and so, so well done. 
And like, it's, yeah, so it's all about this sort of like anxiety and how it, um, how it can sort of like build up inside you and it sort of gets really like all encompassing and like self-destructive and it sort of builds up in you like a volcano and it sort of like explodes. That's like the gist of where the volcanic comes from. And I think Gordy's voice is so unique and beautiful and like she has this amazing way of like conveying emotion and she's got such a rich like deep gorgeous voice and I yeah I'm obsessed with this song so much I love it Mm. yeah I think that I listened to it a few times and I the first time I listened to it I was a little bit like I just I had no thoughts. I was sort of just taken aback from what I just listened to. So I had to look up the lyrics because I was like, I have to, I have to pay attention to them this time because <laughs> I was kind of distracted by her voice on the first listen through. But when I sort of went back to it, I was like, okay, this is such an interesting way to discuss this topic. Um, it's, it is so beautiful. Like the lyricism I was floored by and I was like this is actually a really cool way to tackle this topic but my favorite part of the song I think is towards the end um it's like this it's this really it's kind of hard to explain but it's like this really strange build-up and it in a way I feel like it is sort of like mimicking what like sort of the volcanic I guess metaphor of it all that's exactly what it Um, is yeah yeah and there's this beautiful piano coming through but her voice is yeah like it's got this interesting effect on it and it all feels like you know something's about to erupt but then it like sort of just cuts off like towards the end and you're just like oh okay like yeah I noticed unexpected I noticed like because I was looking up this song and um I found like an interview of Gordy's about this song in particular and like so if you haven't listened to it yet basically the end of the song it's like these rolling arpeggio chords that sort of ascend Mm. in pitch and then it also like starts at half speed and then it speeds up. So it's sort of like it's getting faster and faster and faster and then it's getting like the, the notes getting higher and higher. So yeah, it's supposed to emulate like this eruption kind of thing. And I, and that's what it's supposed to feel like. Cause like she was explaining that, um, it was supposed to feel like an anxiety sort of thing. Um, and also Mm. like, she said something about like about the way that it sort of just like disappears at the end. It sort of just like comes out of nowhere. It's like all of this build up for Mm. like not much payoff at the end. And that's how it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to make you feel really like uncomfortable and like a little bit, you know, put off because it doesn't like finish like you'd think it would. And I think that's Mm. like a testament to Gordy's like songwriting ability because it's, Yeah, it's just so, so poignant and gorgeous and, like, so emotional. And like you said, it's a really, really interesting, like, way of sort of explaining the topic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's why I picked that as my Under a Rock this week. It is Volcanic by Gordy. So, Vivian, what is your Under a Rock? So, my Under a Rock this week is Devil on My Shoulder by Kelsey Carter. I think that's how you say it. And this song is just... There's a lot to this song. Um, And it's funny because this song was on my Discover Weekly. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is awesome. I love the vibe. It is like this almost like early 2000s punk rock vibe from a female singer who has an 
incredible voice. I was killed and floored by her voice. But the interesting thing is when I did a little bit of research on her, um, so she's Australian, which I did not pick up on. And I love the fact that she's Australian, but she was sort of known, um, I think it was earlier this year or towards the end of maybe it was last year. She, um, so on Twitter and on the internet, there was a photo servicing of a girl who got a Harry Styles tattoo on her cheek. Um, this was her, <laughs> but it wasn't a real tattoo. So it was all like a PR stunt because she had like a song about Harry Styles coming out. So this is the kind of vibe you're getting from her. <laughs> She's this very sort of erratic, very different, very experimental artist who I, you know, I have to definitely sort of look into more of her stuff. But in this song in particular, like it starts off with this really energetic chorus and because it starts with the chorus, you, you you think you know where the song's about to go. But once the chorus cuts out, it goes into like this spoken word verse. And that threw me off because that's not what I was expecting. And everything sort of just, you know, dejects and it's all, it's not so energetic anymore. And it's like, okay, this is very cool. Um, I think what I do really love though is it is sort of reminiscent again of like early 2000s but it has influences from like the Rolling Stones those sort of classic rock like 70s and 80s bands as well so it is like this amalgamation of just all these different influences that I thought was really really cool and yeah I'm just I'm obsessed with her um I she she has a really great voice for this um genre as well so yeah I'm just I'm keen to sort of dig into the rest of her discography yeah I I was actually aware of the Harry Styles thing because I had seen that on the internet and when because I think I did actually listen to that song I think it's just called Harry I think I did listen to it and I didn't mind it and like that's sort of like all that I that I sort of remembered of her. And then when you like said, Oh, this is my under a rock this week. I was like, hold on. I've seen that. I've seen that name before somewhere. And then I like scrolled down. Cause I'm like, I think this is the, this is the one that was like the Harry Styles thing. And I did and I was right. And I was like, Oh yes, that's right. But yeah, she's like, this is such, it is such an interesting song. Like I think something that I was really, really impressed by is the way that sort of like each section of the song it like it sounds like it's a different song in its like in mm-hmm. its entirety like the instrumentation in like say from like one verse to the chorus is completely different and like the way that she's singing and like using her voice is completely different like every single time and i feel like she's done an amazing job of like transitioning from those completely different sort of vibes i guess you could call it like throughout this one song that has this overarching really really dark and edgy like feel to it and it's really really cool like I don't particularly like the song but it like (laughs) it's it is very very interesting musically and I definitely appreciate that for what it is yeah in a way she kind of um now that you know we've we've sort of been talking about it she kind of reminds me a bit of uh young blood in the sense that it's sort of hard because I did listen to that Harry song and it's pretty different to what uh devil on my shoulder is because it is a lot more toned down but you know sort of that comparison to young blood is coming from the fact that i don't think it's easy to sort of 
put her in a particular genre and she likes to experiment with things but her I guess her persona and her image is also really cool and just really just unapologetic which I Mm. I really love and so so yeah so that's my um under a rock for this week devil on my shoulder by Kelsey Carter so now we will head into caught my ear and I'll kick us off for this one so my song for this week is sadder badder cooler by Tovlo um so Tovlo she is I would say she's pretty popular pop singer she's from Sweden um and I've listened to her music. I there are a few songs from her that I do love. I think she's got a really interesting voice. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes it's a little bit like too far on the spectrum of what I would usually listen to. But this song, I think she just released it uh yes, uh a few days ago as of recording and it's very interesting. Um <laughs> I think the reason why I chose to talk about it this week is it's pretty different from what I've listened from her. Um, granted, I haven't fully like dived into her discography, but what I love about this song is the use of like a vocoder, like a it's sort of like this um, in- not instrument. It's this thing used to sort of um, warp and morph your voice to sound, I guess, like auto tune, but. It's this really cool effect that starts off in the beginning and she's singing the chorus and the production is pretty minimal. Like it's just like her voice, her, her voice and the vocoder, which is like, okay, like this is really cool. And then of course, when the verse comes in, it, um, she's, it's just her normal, uh, voice singing. And like, she's, like I said, I think she's got an, a really incredible voice and it does really shine through, especially like, um, sort of like in that verse. But again, like when the chorus comes in, like that effect comes in and you're just like, okay, this is really cool. And it does sort of play on like this, like, you know, now that we've broken up, like I'm sadder, but I'm badder, but I'm cooler. And it's this really (laughs) cool vibe. And I was like, okay, like I do really like that effect. Yeah. I was so impressed by the, um, by the beginning. I was like, this is so rad because it literally is just her voice. Like there's nothing underneath it. Mm. And it was so awesome to hear this really cool, like robotic, but also like really harmonic sound at the same time. Cause there's like a lot of different layers that that effect sort of, um, gives her voice and it's so cool and then yeah just like the like I think the the energy that she that she has when she sings is really really cool and sort of like this confidence that she's got like when she's trying to like convey this message that she's like she's cooler than you like I'm I'm cooler than you I'm better than you you know all the rest of that Mm -hmm. it's it's really really cool and I think it's a nice song to sort of like vibe along to and then also one bit that I really kind of liked, it's not that impressive, but like there's like this artificial like hi-hat beat that's like right yeah. on the beat during the chorus. And I was like, this is really, really cool. I was like bopping along to it. It was really, really awesome. That was probably like my favorite bit, even though it wasn't that like significant, <laughs> I guess. But I just really, really <laughs> like this hi-hat. <laughs> no, I, I actually picked up on that as well. And I thought the exact same thing. I, I just love when percussion, like, even though, like, that's such a small, I guess, when you look on the surface, it's such a small thing. But I love percussion and I love how, like, you know, even though it was literally just, like, a hi-hat, like, it just made, like, the chorus so much fuller, yeah. I guess. 
Um, but yeah, so that's my caught my ear for this week. Sadder, badder, cooler by Toblo. Maddie, what is your caught my ear? Okay, my caught my ear this week is called Holding Me by Beshkin and Halima. So um, this song is really, really interesting in the way that it's produced. I would... So first of all, I would start out, I think, this is going to sound really, really strange to anyone who hasn't listened to the song. So please do. But I would, I think the word that would best describe this song and how it sounds is pointy. Like that is really, Mm -hmm. really weird. But because the percussion in this song is really, or like, I guess all of the samples and stuff that they use, because it's not really like any live instruments. Um, it's very, very disjointed and disconnected and like, it's sort of like, it's within, you know, like a beat and like all of that sort of stuff, but it's still kind of like all over the place and not really like strict. Um, like there's a lot of like syncopation and all of that sort of stuff. It's very disjointed, but it is, it's still really, really cool because you have this really nice vocal line that like sort of connects it all together. It sort of like holds the song um, as like, you know, a cohesive unit, I guess. And basically that was one of the things that caught my ear. But the main thing that I was like, hold on, what is, what is going on here? There's this sample of like, I don't know what it is. I wish I knew what the instrument was called, but it's like this Chinese like stringed instrument. And it's sort of like this sample is like really, really like, um, it's not like one, cohesive sort of melody line there's just like sort of like notes here and there again with the sort of disjointed theme we're going for it's sort of like random notes here and there all around the place Mm. and it sort of like continues throughout the whole song and like sometimes it's there sometimes it's not it's very like sporadic in its use and I thought it was really really cool um it sort of like adds this extra extra level of dimension to this song that you don't normally like here in western music obviously and it's just like a nice little um little spice I guess to this song if you wanted to call it that (laughs) and then another thing that I really enjoy about this song there's sort of these like backing vocal um like samples um throughout it as well that are like really really airy and have like a lot of like reverb and stuff on them and it sounds sort of kind of like a ghost it's like singing it's it's yeah. very very ghost-like and really really cool and that's something that i kind of picked up on and i really enjoyed listening to but yeah overall it's a very very pointy song i would say <laughs> <laughs> i would agree with you though like wh- when you said that i was like yeah i can i can dig that <laughs> i can dig that description um i think yeah obviously you have to listen to it to really understand what we're talking about um, otherwise we'll just sound a little bit crazy yeah. to you. I mean, but, I always sound crazy. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, fair point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just going off what you said, I, I think I, what I really love about this song is that beautiful sample of that instrument. I, I kind of want to, I might like look it up afterwards to sort of find out a bit more about that instrument. Yeah. But I think it's really cool when, um, artists like to you know especially in this genre which is like this sort of like where where the production really is in the spotlight and I think it's really cool when artists like to experiment with that and throw in just different samples that people won't recognize and you know for me like that's like the highlight of this song is the fact that I was like okay what is this instrument I'm so interested to know and 
Yeah, I just think that's really cool. Yeah, it was it was so interesting to like listen to something that you don't hear that often, um, which is yeah. really really cool. So yeah, that's why I thought I would um, bring it up on the podcast. But yeah, that was my caught my ear. It is holding me by Beshkin and Halima. So we have a recommended song this week, guys. So um, thanks to Xanthia for sending this one in. It is called Cause Love If You Miss It by Tom Rosenthal. So I had never heard of this song before. I had like vaguely heard of the artist like in passing a couple of times. Um, I'm fairly sure I haven't like looked into this too much, but I'm pretty sure he's like quite popular or like on YouTube and he does like some really cool, interesting like YouTube things. But mm. he's got a really, really cool voice. I love the way that he sings. It's so, like, shaky and, like, unrefined and really sort of this, like, rustic kind of way that he sings. And that in itself is really, really awesome to listen to. But then this song as a whole, it's like an acoustic sort of um, beautiful song. And it has this gorgeous string part throughout the whole thing and I I it's just divine honestly I absolutely love it it's so pretty and it just like it accompanies the acoustic guitar that's throughout it so well and yeah I just really really like it I'd never heard this song before yeah yeah Yeah, it's a really it's such a pretty song um I had heard the song before um it's Tom Rosenthal he's he's sort of known for I guess like these really sort of emotive um, songs and he like you said his voice is really um, interesting rustic is such a good word for it when you said that <laughs> I was like oh Maddie that's such a good description um, but with this song in particular I think what I really love is in the verses and also in, in the in the chorus there's a lot of words that he fits into like <laughs> yeah. each sort of section and it almost sounds like he's rushing but it's all sort of, I guess, part of the charm of the song, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I really love it. Like, the orchestral element, just honestly, if you just throw in strings in this type of song that's really emotional and it's talking about how, you know, you just got to keep trying because love is worth it. Like, yes, like, just throw in some strings and it'll just make the song, like, just that much better. And, yeah, like, I'm just so impressed by just how like he Tom Rosenthal always continually like I think just ups sort of the ante with everything he's released and yeah I just I love this song yeah I think if it was just like the vocals and the guitar I don't think it like the emotion side of it I don't think it would have as much impact as it does without that string Mm. part because it really adds so much to the song and it honestly is like a shining star in this song. As like as much as his vocals are amazing, I think I think the string part really takes the cake in this song. And I yeah, I really really like encourage you guys to listen to it. So thank you Xanthia for sending that one in. Thank you. Um, but that is it for the podcast this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast fix. Yes, and you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, 
Instagram and Twitter. And there is where you can send us your recommendations. So just like Xanthia did, you can be like her. All you need to do is chuck us a DM or comment on one of our posts. We will listen to anything. But you can also let us know what you think about the songs that we talked about in the episode. We always say this, but, you know, just to drill it in that little bit more into your heads. <laughs> this is our community and we love listening to your thoughts on whether it's positive or negative. You know, we just love mm. having those conversations. So, yes. And with that, we'll see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.